Um, you ready? Yeah. Alright, uh, welcome back guys. This is the I Sure Hope My Mom Doesn't Hear This Podcast. I'm joined by a good friend, uh, Alex. Uh, Alex and I have known each other for a couple of years and she's just somebody that I like to talk to, so I figured I'd have her on. Alex, how are you doing? Good. Uh, how's your week gone so far? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah, this, this week's been a week for me too. Uh, so I've got a reoccurring thing that I always do on this podcast because it helps to get the conversation going. Um, what was the best and the worst part about your week and how did it kind of affect you? Hmm. You can go as deep as you want or as superficial as you want. It doesn't have to be a huge milestone or it doesn't have to be a huge upset. The best part of my week was coming home on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> the worst part of my week was probably just like how just exhausted and tired and like mentally drained that I've been because like my job is just really hard and mm-hmm. I just get so burnt out easily and so like I can't deal with that sometimes so right. it's just like really hard to get out of bed some days so. yeah i feel that do you feel like you get mentally drained more or physically drained more with your job mentally mentally do you feel that when you're mentally drained it starts to physically drain you or do you just get physically drained from a different like source no yeah like i like people always say that they would much rather work in like construction than like sitting at a computer all right. day and to be honest it's real like just the stuff that i deal with all day and then just you know staring at a screen or dealing with some of the people that I deal with like I just um takes a lot out of you and that makes you physically tired because you're putting all of your energy into thinking thinking and working and doing stuff mentally so it just makes you tired and then I seriously slept for like hours and hours and hours all weekend just because I'm so tired and I feel that because I work, I don't work in construction, but I work in blue collar. So I'm physically tired more than I'm mentally tired, but being physically tired somehow makes me mentally tired too. I think it's because like once one bar is depleted, the other bar just starts to go a lot faster. And I like, I will kind of agree. I do like working in blue collar and just being a laborer because I don't really have to deal with a whole lot. I'm pretty lucky to that. But like, I know how like mentally taxing other jobs can be. And it like kind of makes me grateful. But at the same time, I'm like, could be worse. You could be. Well, could they be. always say that like stress makes your health go down. Like it hurts your immune system. It mm-hmm. hurts all, hurts your body. And so, and also like just the highest cortisol levels that you can have. I feel like I have all the time. Like I'm always on high alert with everything. And so it just taxes me. Right. And so, and I'm like just like a naturally anxious person. Mm-hmm. So then working in like a anxious job and being an anxious person, like all that put together just makes you really tired all the time and nobody gets it and so it's and nobody understands that like it's really hard to just like get up and take out the trash like and for some people it seems like super easy to do but other people it's like the hardest thing that they had to do all day and i yeah i feel like that sometimes so yeah it's because you've been like fighting a battle in your head all day and then you get home and you sit down and you just don't want to do anything because you've just used all your energy to just like make it through the day yeah it's really tough how do you take care of your mental health like are there any things that you like to do that to keep it up or to keep it better it might not be brave like are there any things that like you prioritize doing in your week to kind of keep yourself happy and at a good level so you know, that'd be a good question for someone who <laughs> does prioritize their mental health. But I feel like I really struggle with doing that because 
like even that is just working itself and I like it's seriously like people always say oh well if you're depressed like go see a therapist or oh you're you know like get some help or go on medication Mm -hmm. and while that's like all fine and dandy for the people who actually struggle with those things Mm -hmm. that is like the hardest task that you can complete and especially with people with ADHD or like um depression or bipolar or whatever Mm -hmm. like it took me months and months to just go to the doctor and be like hey can you help me with this because Also, like, it's hard when you work, like, a 9 to 5. Like, mm-hmm. nothing is open after right, 5 yeah. o'clock. But anyways, before, like, even then, it's really difficult to just bring yourself to do it. Because, A, you're like, I don't want to accept help because I don't want to... Accept that there's something wrong. Accept that there's something wrong with me, which there isn't. Right. That's just a normal thing. But you think that there's something wrong with you because you're obviously struggling. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know... And then, so if, like, a doctor prescribes you medication or something... Then the task becomes taking it. Well, and, and then it's so hard. You also like have to take in the fact that this is going to change you somehow, and like, it, not all the dosages are right, and all not all the medications are right. Like, I have ADHD. When I was taking stuff in high school, we had to change the dosages multiple times because sometimes it was too strong, and sometimes it wasn't strong enough. And it, I got to imagine it's the same thing with other kind of medications. Like, you have to tweak that stuff a little bit. It's very rare where you probably get it right the first time. Yeah, and it takes a while for it to kick in, and then but you have to like. For me, I'm like, oh, I'm not seeing results in, like, three days, so fuck right. it, right? Like, no, you're fine, I you just, um, But, like, <laughs> like I don't... Um, but then it takes time to for that to start working. Right. And then by the time it does start working, you're like, oh, I feel different. And, like, it's supposed to level you up, but you're so used to being, like, high-strung that you're like, oh, I, f- it's, I don't it's feel weird right. Feel, yeah. And so then you have to kind of, like, accept that, hey, is this how normal people feel? Right, or is yeah. this how... Like, it's crazy how people, like genuinely have no anxiety i don't understand what i don't like. i don't get it either i don't get it at all like, I'm how, like, how are you not you, worried about yeah how are you not worried about anything like 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 i know so many people that are like yeah i just don't get stressed about stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'm like how how do you not get stressed about that that's like the easiest thing to stress about like how like i always have something that i'm stressed about in, my, in the back of my mind it might not be that serious but there's always something stressing me out and it fucking sucks yeah i have like anything that happens like throughout my day i'll like overthink it to into oblivion mm-hmm. or I'll like like stuff that is so minuscule I will make such a big deal because in my head mm-hmm. I just it keeps snowballing mm-hmm. and I just worry and worry and worry about it and then to the point where it's like something that no normal person would ever worry about or give a second thought right. like for example like going to a party tonight or something yeah. like I'm already thinking about it and how nervous I am right. and it hasn't even happened yet and it's like hours away yeah. and I'm like already thinking about it and I already feel sick about it and it's not because anything's wrong it's just because I'm like nervous yeah yeah it's it's know. and it's like something that normal you wouldn't get normally nervous about it's just a Christmas party like yeah nobody, it's, a, it's yeah. a very simple task like most people would actually be looking forward to it not be anxious about it. <laughs> right normal people <laughs> we, we are not normal no, so we are yeah, I feel that a lot. The one thing that I've noticed, and we've known each other for a while, so you know this, I like to obviously work out a lot. And I've noticed that when you're so physically tired, it's hard to be stressed about stuff. Like, I have so many days where I'm at work and I'm stressed out and I'm exhausted. And, like, work usually isn't that hard. The workload is pretty manageable. We have breaks in between stuff that we're doing, so it's usually pretty easy. It's very rare where I'm actually, like, huffing and puffing around. But then I go to the gym afterwards and I tire myself out so much that when I get home, it's just, like... We're 
basically asleep already. Like it's hard to be stressed. And I want notice that's one thing that's really nice, particularly with me. And I know a lot of other people say that that's just, that's one thing that I do. I just, I like to work out and it just helps me for a lot of different reasons. But stress is one of the number one. It's just, it's hard to be stressed when you're purposely exhausted because like you can get accidentally exhausted, like we said, from work and that can add on to it. But when it's, when it's something you choose to do, it has a different effect. Yeah. Well, like working and like coming home from work and being exhausted doesn't help my stress or make me think about anything else. It actually makes it worse. But then like doing something that I like to do, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's much different because you're actually, you chose to do it. You're doing something you probably enjoy and it's, it's, it's positive. It's not something that you had to get up and go do. It's something you chose to get up and go do. And I think that really matters a lot. It's hard to be, depressed and anxious and stressed and all that stuff when you actively try and go make yourself happy yeah and that's really hard for me sometimes yeah no it's a bit sometimes like like, i I literally just want to i like laying in bed and because you're tired literally helps nothing yeah but that's all you want to do that's all you want yeah and it's so difficult but and i just really wish that i had something like else to get into like Mm -hmm. i used to but I, but that was back when I was like a waitress and I had time right. and I had like, and I was younger and I was, you know, but now it's like I have a career and I just feel like I am a blob. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. Have you thought about going, cause we used to work out together. Have you thought about going and getting back into the gym or is it just like, yeah, no, every day I'm always like, today's the day I'm going to go back to the gym. Yeah. And then I look at my bed and I'm like, yeah, so I'm happening today. It's always hard to get that ball rolling because it's just, it's like justifying the use of, it's like, do I have time to? And it's like, you always have time to. It, one it, day, one day, <laughs> The just one thing this. that I did when I first started working out, because I used to make that, I used to have, it used to be super hard for me too. I would pack my gym bag and leave it in my car. That way that when I got off work, I had no excuse not to go. It's like, I have everything I need right here. I have no excuse not to go. And that helped a lot because... I just got in the habit of always having my stuff and always being able to go. And then it wasn't hard to consciously make the choice after that because I was already in the habit of it. So that's one thing that I did that helped a lot, but everybody's different. And you don't have to necessarily work out. You can fucking get into rock climbing or something. (laughs) If you have a hobby, it helps. It always does. Rock climbing. Um, Sorry. Um... Do you, okay, so back to work and stress and everything. There's a common saying in a lot of job places where uh, leave it at the door. So, like, leave the drama at the door. Like, And I think that translates to a lot of, like, leave your mental health at the door. Because I don't – a lot of people don't justify not being okay at work. Like, you just have to be okay at work. Do you agree with that? Do you think you should kind of turn off when you get to work? Or do you think it's acceptable to have your emotions be at work but not out of control? Uh, <laughs> I think it's – I don't, like, I think in my job, like, working with people who, um, have had something terrible happen to them, or, like, putting myself in situations that are sad, or, like, what, just because that's the type of job that I have to do. Right. Um, it's, like, impossible not to, because Mm -hmm. you, you're not a robot, and you, you, like, have to show empathy to people, and you have to cry with them, and you have to be, like, sympathetic, and, um... Do you think you I'm should, sure. so better question, do you think you should have to leave your personal problems at the door? Do you think you shouldn't bring your external stresses and issues into the workplace? Or do you think it's okay to kind of be sad sometimes at work just because of your life? 
I mean, like, I, th- <laughs> I think it's hard. Um, well, I think it's okay to be, like, sad and have a terrible day. Yeah. Because of your personal life. Um, and I'm definitely... I'm, I definitely struggle, like, if me and Jack get in a fight or something and I have to go to work. Yeah. I really struggle, like, just putting myself in a different headspace. Mm. Um, but, I mean, what else, like, what other choice do you have? Like, right. you have to just, like, push through it. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, taking your anger or sadness out on other people at work from your personal life is different. And right. I think, because I've had, like, some problems at work recently where... My and my my partner, uh, my coworker, she's like, "Hey, you need to get it together because your like attitude and your um, you know, like how sad, overall behavior, yeah, like how sad you are is like really rubbing off on people, and like you need to get it together." And that kind of clicked for me because I was like, "I didn't realize it was that bad yeah. because I've been just super down lately, and yeah. so." And I didn't, and sometimes you don't even realize that it's rubbing off on people, but it's just your, like, overall demeanor and your, like, you just, it, it clicked for me a little bit, and I was like, okay, I really gotta get it together. Because the you, other people are like, It was dude. affecting other people, yeah. Yeah, they're like, dude, your attitude sucks. And, and it's like, sometimes hard to look at it from, not to find to find that out without being told that. It's sometimes hard to look at yourself yeah. with a, without an opinion and be like, okay, how am I actually acting? So a lot of the times it is someone having to say, like, hey. Let's let's get the ball rolling. Let's fix this. Like you're starting to affect other people. Because I've had jobs, and like you and I are both former servers. You can't be a sad server. Mm-hmm. You can't be a mad server. You just have to be happy. So that was like one instance in my life where like I was told multiple times, like explicitly, like, "Hey, I need you to leave that shit at the door. You're here to work. You're not here to do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, but like I'm also a human being. Like, give me yeah, a fucking no, break, like dude. you." Like, like everybody has bad days. That's just life. Like, and I'm not like you shouldn't like like we said it shouldn't be affecting other people. Like, but sometimes you're gonna have a bad fucking day. Like, well, I mean, Jack would always tell me um, back when I was waitress, he'd be like, when you come into work, like, and whenever you come into work, you do an amazing job. You're mm-hmm. like one of the best servers on the floor all the time. Right. But when you have a bad day, you are the worst server on the floor. Yeah. All day. Yeah. And it totally shows. And it's weird because it's like you don't think that about yourself, but then outwardly people see you and it's very obvious. And especially when you're serving, like mm. your guests can the, tell. Yeah, they can tell, yeah. And, you know, like whenever I go out to eat and, you know, my server's being kind of crappy. Yeah. I'm like, eh, they're having a bad day. Like, right. I still tip 20 over 20%. Right. Because I understand it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't. But a lot anyway, of people, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't. Serve, yeah, they just see like they, they just don't. They don't see in serving. I feel like a lot of people don't see those your waitress or your waiter as a person. Actually, I think they just no, see like it. your servant. It's just like a person that's there. Yeah, it's a servant. It's like you're just you're a peasant. You're just here <laughs> to you're here to do a job, and you're not here to do anything else. So yeah. like you should be completely neutral about everything, and it's like that's not how the world works. Right. And, like, I'm fairly lucky at my job with being a laborer where, like, if I get kind of grouchy, like, nobody's – I'm not in customer service. Nobody cares. Like, I come into work sometimes pissed off and, like, nobody cares. Like, he's just having a bad day. He's still going to get the job done. And it's nice, but, like, not everybody has that luxury. And it's not even really a luxury. It's just, like, a small benefit. Yeah. And it's something that I really enjoy not working in customer service because I hated putting on the fake face. I hated coming into work and like, even if you're not in a bad mood, you still have to be exceptionally happy when you're serving. And I hated coming to work and just smiling and waving. And it's just like, that's, I, I don't want to fucking be here right now. This sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah, and honestly, sometimes that feels impossible. Like, <laughs> I always say, like, sometimes you just want to throw yourself a pity party. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, you just want to, like, revel in your own anger yeah. and sadness. And yeah, sometimes it's, really it's, to... sometimes it's nice to be kind of sad. Sometimes yeah. if you had a bad day, you got to put on some sad music. Sometimes. Or you got to just let it out. But, yeah. like, when you're at work, you're like, I can't let it out. I got to go cry in the walk-in freezer. Yeah. Or I have to go in the bathroom and cry. Or I have to, like... I've, it, it's funny, I remember this one day, I very obviously came up to my table and I had been crying and it was very obvious. And then I ended up like opening a bottle of wine and spilling it all over the table oh, and I God. just lost it. And yeah. they were like, it's okay. And they tipped me very well because they were like, this girl's obviously a hot mess. Yeah. But <laughs> it does really affect, I don't think that if I was outside, I would have like spilled the wine or mm-hmm. anything but it was all just a kind of a downward spiral it was like and a snowball. snowball yeah you know like um back when we had like corded earbuds you know and you'd be like having a crap this happened to me all the time you'd have a crappy day and then you'd be like i'm just gonna listen to some music and you'd put your headphones in and you put your phone in your pocket and you'd be walking around and then your cord would get caught on like a door handle or and something it and it would rip out your and you would just like scream it. you'd be it. like this is the end this my i have snapped and you just start throwing stuff around yeah. and kicking stuff and it's like or the, the worst was when you were like having a bad day and you were like wanted to plug in really bad you pull them out and they're fucking tangled <laughs> and you're just like fucking fidgeting with them and you're just like god damn it and then you can't get them and then you freak out and you start fucking crying and throwing shit yeah and you're just like fuck man i used to have it's funny because like as a kid i still feel like i'm like a generally angry person but not like at people well mm. i don't know not like a generally angry person but like angry at the world for all the bad things that happen because yeah. i'm always like why are there bad things in the world that makes me mad right and um when i was a kid i had like massive anger issues and my parents like would Half, my dad when I would like throw a tantrum he would like bear hug me until I just screamed my head off and fell asleep I don't do that anymore so, like, so there's, <laughs> a, there's actually science behind that they like you see it a lot that's something that um I don't know if it's being taught but you see it a lot um if there's somebody that's having like has mental issues and they're freaking out people will go up and just hug them and squeeze them because the feeling of having your You're weight on your chest yeah, is calming it slows your heart rate that happens a lot with people with autism right yeah that's, that's, i've seen a lot with like uh caretakers or people yeah. that are like aged i like saw it a lot in high school like they'd be freaking out and they would just walk up and not like squeeze them hard but like hold them until they just calm down yeah, yeah honestly it's funny though because i went into the doctor because I was like I don't know I have ADHD or I have autism or I have something that's going on right. and I'm still a little convinced that I'm autistic but whatever that's besides the point but like <laughs> I went in and I was like I seriously think I have some form of ADHD and then my doctor was like nah girl you're bipolar and oh. I was like oh <laughs> okay that's cute thank so you I was in like the last probably year and it's not official but like I just did a little bit of my own research and then considered family history because a lot of my family has it I also found I'm, bi- I'm, bo- I'm bipolar and I'm like that makes so much fucking sense mm-hmm. and I'm like that's why I can't stop crying sometimes but also like a lot of symptoms of being bipolar are like ADHD symptoms mm-hmm. because it's so annoying how dense people are about um like bipolar people because um being bipolar is like really a spectrum so you have oh, yeah. like bipolar one bipolar two whatever and you have like all the other things in between so you can have like you know really depressive bipolar or like and your mania or your depressive episodes can be like 
a week or a day or yeah. just change. Like, you can go from depressive to manic in a day or you can go from depressive to manic in, like, two weeks. Yeah. It can so, really... It's, it changes. There's different, like, cycles and it, like, it comes and goes in all different ways. And I can, like, I can always tell, like, when I'm depressed. Like, I feel like the last two weeks I've been very depressive, but then, like, the couple weeks before that, like... If I do something good at work or I get, like, some, like, adrenaline high or I do, you know, something, like, I start spending money crazy, spending money, or I start cleaning like crazy, or I start reorganizing my closet, or, like, and I can always tell, and I'm always like, let's go do this, let's go do that, but then when I'm depressive, I'm just, like, a blob, I lay in bed, I cry about my life, I'm miserable, Yeah. and sometimes that lasts for a while, so, like, it's really hard to, I I always say, oh... I want to be manic again. And you know what's funny is like all, like every bipolar person says this. They're like, whenever they're manic, they're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm fine again. Like I'm okay. Yeah. But it's like, no girl, you're manic. You're like, manic. You're not you're, okay. You're, you're manic. just, you're, you're confusing the energy that you have for just well being, And it's not. Yeah. You no, know, it's, it's literally so. You're just functioning at such a high speed and you're yeah. not noticing it because you're used to being so down and so low energy that with the minute you get energy, you're like, we're back to normal. It's like, no, you're not. You're actually still just doing very bad. You just think it's good. Yeah. I'm the same way. I like, I, my switch flips a little bit quicker. Like there's one time where we were out one night and something happened and I got home and Isaiah was just like, are you good? And I was like, no, we're not good. We are not good at all. And he's like, I can tell because you left one person and you came back a different person. Like your mood is very sudden and very changes. So I don't have such drawn out, like, episodes but they're very quick and they're very fast and it fucking for the longest time i couldn't figure out what it was i'm like why did i just like i just had an awesome day why am i so down and then i found out that my mom is bipolar both my sisters are and then i read into it and talked to a couple people and i was like ah that makes sense okay yeah, yeah it's very generational and it's it's you got to just learn how to work with it you just learn how to like play your handicap basically like okay this is my triggers this is how i would get over i'm like if I'm starting to have a panic attack, I'll go and get food that I like, so like comfort food. I'll turn on a movie and then I'll probably go to the gym and then maybe smoke a little bit of weed. And that usually brings me back down to level. And that's, those are like my steps, but like it took a long time to figure out my steps. I tried a lot of different things and they sometimes don't even work too. So like, it's just, it's literally just figuring out how to work with it. And it fucking sucks sometimes. Um, still on the work topic. Um, we can say what you do for work, right? Just not specifics, right? <laughs> yes, I'm a journalist. Uh, yeah, so you're, she's a journalist. She's an awesome one. Um, if I could plug her, I absolutely would. Um, but in journalism, and I don't know a whole lot about the specific, your, the field, but is there anything that you feel like you want to accomplish in within that career? Like, is there like a goal or like a milestone or like a title of some sort that you want to hold? Or is it just overall success <laughs> in doing what you love? I don't think there's any goal because it's really hard to like move up in journalism without being some kind of like manager or something. Right. Um, but I would love more money and to buy a house and to just move forward with life. Right. But why did you I, want to become a journalist? What was it, is it something you always wanted to do? Is it like in the last? five ten years well like, I didn't because I have a psychology degree so like, uh, but I have a minor in journalism but um I just got bored with psychology and decided to do something else and then that's where I got into it and I interned places and I just started working my way in the door and then 
yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's good. I just it it really does bring you out because of all the like different types of people you deal with and how people often like pour their trauma onto you mm-hmm. and you just like there's there's like trainings for journalists and stuff for like trauma training because basically you're just like a secondhand person that's experienced like secondhand trauma is like really real so if basically like you see like journalists going into war zones and stuff mm-hmm. or you see journalists covering police shootings or um you know like the stuff in memphis right now um <clears throat> and some of those things you're really like connected to and you're really tied to mm-hmm. in a certain way and you just have to like bite your tongue and Right, you kind of just have to... And by your lip and just go and do it and Mm. just deal with that later. And a lot of the times you really can't. And there's a lot of times I just came home like sobbing my eyes out because of stuff that people have told me or Mm -hmm. things like just interviewing, you know, parents or kids or people who have lost a loved one or... Yeah, I don't know. It's just really hard, but... You deal with it. I mean, probably I'm not dealing with it very well, as you can tell, but <laughs> you deal with it. I'm like, I'm like God. Everything. Other people deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you gotten, in your short career, um, have you interviewed anybody that has been, like, the wrongdoer? Like, the suspect? Yes. How, how did... How, how did that feel? Like, did you know, like, was it a person that was, like, convicted? Were they, like... No, they were, like... But they were just a, a top sus- suspect for, like, years and years and years and years, and... Um, was that hard for you to come in there objectively and unbiased and interview them? Or, like, <laughs> did you just, like... Like, yeah. what was that like? Like, how did you, like, prepare for that? And how did you handle that? Because that, like, for me, I wouldn't be able to turn off that emotion. Like, I would be, like... You're, you, you, you probably did it and I hate you. Like, how did, like, right. how do you do that? Um, you just treat it like anybody else. You just treat it like another like, person. Yeah, just... you just, like, I hear what you have to say. You make very valid points. Um, you know, how do you feel about this? Mm. What would you say to, you know, like, um, yeah. I, I mean, like, he, it's hard because you can always tell kind of I feel like not I don't know how to say this but I feel like having a psychology degree helps a little bit because you can always like work your way into somebody mm-hmm. where whereas like you know normal people would be like how do it would you only take it at face value but you can right but I feel like I can kind of like work my way into have people open up a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah it's really weird um how do you, what are your methods to getting somebody to open up? Like, how, like, do you have like a, some things that you always do or is it kind of just more like in the moment freestyle kind of, kind of like, I just talk like, I don't, I just talk about kind of experiences within my life and I'm like, you know, Hey, this, something like this happened to me or, um, or also just being honest mm-hmm. and transparent and being like. I can't believe this happened to you. I'm so sorry. Like, I wish I could help you. Or, like, honestly, it's funny because people always say journalists need to be, like, unbiased, which is true. But sometimes you just need to give somebody, like, a hug or you need to cry with them or you need, you know. Or you need to be like, hey, man, what you're doing is wrong. Like, chill out. Like, because I've gotten a lot of, like, mean emails or whatever and or, like, mean tweets or, or something and I usually just respond and I'm like, thanks for your feedback or sometimes I'll be like, that was really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Like, I've literally told people, you're being really disrespectful right now. Like, I'm just doing my job. Right. And 
Yeah, I mean, like, you just have to be transparent with people and be honest and... Do you feel like that, um, the possible experience that you got from serving were kind of like turning off the emotion, like, especially because, like, you can deal with disrespectful customers a lot. Do you feel like that experience might have helped you in this application? <laughs> I feel like I deal with mean guests better than I do mean people giving me feedback. Really? For, yeah, because, you know, serving is, like, one and done, like, normal job, but, mm. like, and, and, you know, you're not, like, putting your passion into, like, giving someone a plate of chicken fried steak but whereas my job I'm putting my passion into my work and mm. then when people criticize it or are very mean or like misunderstand it or mm. you know have something rude to say I, I feel like I take it a lot more personally because it's it's my it's your own it's work. It's something. It's whereas like serving, it's like this is just a plate of chicken fried steak. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, didn't I make, don't care I didn't, about it. I, I didn't make this chicken fried steak. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, care if you think that gravy's too salty. I yeah, like I, I'm it. literally. I'll just give you another one. Exactly. Like, so I feel like I'm a lot better at dealing with people, like ways you're saying. Um, there was one time where this guy, and this is I probably shouldn't. There was one time this guy was calling our bartender an FAG and because he we didn't have like the liquor that he wanted for his drink or something uh. and the bartender was like hey man I can make you this drink I can make you this drink I can make you this drink but I can't make you that drink because we don't have the liquor and he was just like why is this FAG working here like you guys need to do something about it. and he was like blowing his top mm -hmm. at the bar and nobody was really saying anything about it and I was like and I was just standing there like, why is no one saying anything? So, and me being like angsty and annoying, I ran up to him and I was like, hey man, if you're going to be disrespectful like this, you can get out. Yeah. And he was like, why are you talking to me like this? You have no authority over me. Where's your manager? And I was like, oh, he's right over there. Why don't you talk to him? And then our manager comes over and he's just standing there like, bro, like she's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Everything she said, I'm going to fucking say. He's just like, okay. And the guy was like, you're not going to do something about the server? And... And, I, and he goes, no. She's right. And then the guy, like, blew his top, and I was like, you have no right to say that. And he, I don't know, he ended up being on walking away, and I was like, ha, ha. But, but, like, other, like, in those times, it's it's fine, but, you know, like, sometimes... You've like, always been that kind of person. Like, you're, like, <laughs> yeah. you're afraid, like, I don't know if this is true, but, like, I feel like you're afraid of most confrontate, confrontation, <laughs> but when it comes to talking to somebody that's in the wrong, you're always that person. Like, we've been out to eat before, and there was a table bias. You remember this? Oh God! There was a yeah. table bias that was like being rude to the server, and like I served, so it was frustrating me. Isaiah, who was with us, my roommate, he was frustrated because he's also a server. And then you were like, "Fuck no, nah, I'm gonna you fuck." You're like, "I'm gonna fucking say something." And like oh, we were leaving, sorry. and you literally, I remember you literally crouched down, and you, I don't know what you said, but you literally just like I could see it from a distance that you were going off on him. Yeah, no, they were, I don't know what they were saying about, I don't exactly I think they were, remember. I think they were talking about how they didn't like the beer or something. Or it was like the, the table right next to us, and, and they were saying it so loudly, too. Like, yeah, just they were being the discreet, server. yeah. Yeah, and the server was like, I don't have any control over this. Like, yeah. Like, or I, they might have been out of something. I don't know. This something was, like I'm that. I'm so sorry. It was something that, control. yeah, it was something that was out of the con server's control, and there was no reason to be emotional towards the server about it. But the guy just decided that today was a good day to be a mean person. Yeah, I think I walked over to him and I was like, um, I was like, hey, next time, uh, treat your servers better. Um, and 
you know, maybe tip her well so I don't have to cover for you. Yeah, because I remember... And then I went over and I gave her a 20. Yeah, I remember yeah. we all put money together. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, we all looked at that table. We're like, there's no way these guys are going to fucking tip. There's yeah. no way they're tipping. They're being rude the entire time. Uh, and I we just... were just, we all put took out like five bucks. We're like, let's just pull together a little bit of money so she can actually make money out of the table. Because like, like I said, we all, everybody that was at that table had served and it sucks not getting tipped. Like it usually doesn't impact your day too much. Like most of the time you're still going to make good money. Right. But it's the feeling of it that sucks. It's like you didn't even, you don't even think that it did my job even to the bare minimum. And it's just, it's, it's stupid how people think that. I know. And I, I just, oh my God, it's so funny how people just blame servers for that stuff when it's like. It's because that's the only person that's actually interacting with them. They're the link between the, the personal and the business. They're the, they're the link. So it's like, oh, everything that's gone wrong has to be your fault. It's like, no. Well, it's like, have you never worked in a customer service, service yeah, job? Yeah, have you thing? never worked like in a restaurant or anything? Well, and it doesn't even have to be a restaurant. It can be just customer service in general because it's like, it's it would be the same thing at, say you went to Target and like they didn't have a product you want. You were cursing out the cashier. Like that cashier doesn't, stock the shelves or, are or they in the warehouse no are they the ceo of target no. yeah are like, they the supplier of the product that you want like that person is literally just like a liaison for you they're literally just there to do something for you but they're not like making everything for you and it's ridiculous yeah love that love those people we've talked about shitty people um let's talk about some good uh what do you think is the best characteristic a person can like you can have in a person like what do you think is like the number one thing that you think everybody should or have like do you think people need to be emotional and understanding like what do you like if somebody has something that not a lot of other people have how do you like what is it like that you value um what's I your would, standout characteristic i would say just like respecting someone's like boundaries or respecting who they are mm -hmm. or respecting like it just comes down to like respect and trust for me a lot because i feel like people have broken that so many times mm -hmm. and i just really like for example like if someone is like hey my pronouns are she her or my pronouns are they them it's like okay cool that yeah. doesn't affect me so yeah. i'm just gonna say yeah, exactly that yeah i'm gonna be understanding of your circumstances because it's there's no reason why for me not to be yeah like it's like okay <laughs> like people are like when pronouns get such a big deal and i'm like well they've always been a, they've always been a thing because yeah. i address Ben as he, or yeah. I say, oh, Ben, he did this today. Yeah. Like, that's always been a thing. Pronouns are important. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's always been there. Yeah. It's just you're making a big deal out of it. Yeah. And, and so it's like, if someone's like, oh, hey, I go by she now, and I'm like, cool, that's cool. what I'll call right. it. Yeah. It's, Does it's it affect me? It's literally no. just a singular word that you have to change in your vocabulary. It doesn't take any fucking time. Like, I don't personally, like, it's not something that I would ever do because I don't feel that way, but, like, there's no reason for me not to respect your boundaries and the things that you choose to be addressed at. Like it's, it doesn't take any time out of my day. It doesn't affect me in a positive or negative way. It's literally just changing a word. It's like the most simple thing you can do. Yeah. I mean, and also, I, I don't know, just like respecting someone like, just like if I'm not saying you have to like tiptoe around people, but I'm saying that like, if it's something that means a lot to them, like it's like the least you could do. Exactly. You know, yeah. like if, a lot of times, like, I'll be like, hey, um, Jack, I really, like, I this issue really bothers me. Like, please respect my boundaries. Please respect how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. And he'll be like, okay, like, yeah, I get that this is, like, a trigger. Or I get this is, like, um, something deal. that makes you feel a certain way. So, like, it doesn't really hurt me to 
understand to understand it. and respect that for you. Yeah. So I, I don't know, and just like trust and just being able to like like understand. put yourself out there and have someone respect that about you because it's really hard for some people to just like trust and put put themselves out there and like be vulnerable. So And I think it comes down to understanding that everybody is human and that like to you to some people, not a, not addressing somebody as their preferred pronoun might not be that big of a deal, but that person could be having a really bad week, month, year, whatever, and like you not doing that could really affect them because it's their identity and it's how they see themselves. And if you just think it's a simple thing, it could affect them drastically differently because you just don't know what they're going through. And you have to understand that everybody is human and everybody has stuff going on outside of that moment where you're seeing them like there could have been anything that happened to that person the day before just try and be a decent person i know it's really not hard but it's really not <laughs> it's hard, really really some, easy actually. some people can't seem to fucking grasp it because it's super simple it's like hey like i'm not a i don't consider myself a mean person but i also don't consider myself a nice person i consider myself like a fairly just person like i'm going to treat anybody i meet equally and i'm not going to walk in there with any reservations or expectations of who that person might be. I'm just going to take it at face value. Like, all right, you are just another person that I'm meeting. I'm going to take it as it goes. And well, I think people look through this world with like a lens that they think that is the only way you can see the world. And that's how it should always be. And it's not. And like, um, I'm sorry, but like complaining about how, you know, M&M's have, like, a woman on the front. Who fucking like, cares? Like, does this affect you? No. Like, no. It's a fucking and I'm, candy wrapper, dude. Like, who cares? Like, it's just, like, all you have to do is just be kind and understanding. Mm. And it's, like, that's hard for so many people to just be, like, because they just want the world a certain way. And it's, like, well, then, it's, like, then, dude, it's not, you're not in charge of the world. You're not God. You're not, yeah. you know, the world is not going to stop spinning just because... There are female MMs. Like the world, like it, yeah. it's just like. It's going to keep going and it's, go. it's. The world is going to keep spinning regardless of you are happy <laughs> or sad. Like it's just going to keep going. So who fucking cares? It's just like it's. Everybody expects them. Everybody, I think a lot of people expect to be able to put a mold on the world and shape it into the world that you want. It's like it does not work that way. The world is what the world is. And like it's shitty to say, but you can't change it. Like it's like. The sun's going to come up, the sun's going to go down, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Like, you just don't have control over, like, the grand scheme of things. You just have to just keep going and just kind of find your role in the world. Well, and even those, like, things you don't have control over, they literally have no effect on you. Like, someone's, um... (laughs) Like, if someone chooses to identify as a certain way, like, I, I seriously struggle to understand how that affects your personal life. Or I struggle to understand how, you know, like, someone's, someone being a Muslim or someone being gay or something. Like, it's, it's like, what does this do for you? Yeah. Like, you are allowed to have your own personal life yeah. and beliefs, so stick with them. Yeah. But don't expect everyone else to change their identities yeah. because you're mad about it yeah. and you think that it's wrong. It's like... 
maybe that's your beliefs, but the girl, there's like 300 other religions out yeah. there or there's like 300 other types of people out there. Like, just let it go. Yeah. Just let it, let it go. But no, you have to, you have to complain about it because you don't understand. And honestly, it just comes down to a lack of empathy. And that's what I say all the time. Yeah. There's just so much lack of empathy. Yeah. Like the world is happening all the time and there's going to be things out there that upset you. And that's just part of the world. There's things out there that upset everybody. You're not the only one getting upset. Like, right. If, like, you don't personally like that, fucking who cares? Shut your mouth and get on with it. Like, nobody cares about your personal opinion or your, like, just be a decent person. It's not hard to be a decent person. And I think that also goes for both sides, like, of this equation of people that are understanding of certain things, but the people that are also, like, kind of creating new things, like this, like the pronoun thing. Like, it's not a new thing, but it is something that has kind of gained popularity because, like, this is, like, the first time in a long time that people have people are comfortable speaking out about yeah, it. yeah and they identify the other thing it's like you have to understand that like understand that person and their choice to do that but also be understanding that people aren't going to choose to do that like you see a lot of you see a lot of very high peaks on both sides of the spectrum where it's like you're both being ridiculous one side is far more ridiculous than the other but like i think everybody in general just needs to be more understanding because <clears throat> everybody's upsetting everybody and it's like you don't have to upset each other you can both just coexist in the world separately and not interact with each other and nobody will get mad. It's not hard. It's very simple. And it's like one like kind of application I've seen to this. I used to work out in a commercial gym where everybody I felt was always looking at me and always had opinions of me. And then I went to a private gym where nobody fucking cares. And it's just like, it's the same thing. It's like that person over there is not affecting you at all. Don't let it just get on with your day. It's not hard. It's very easy. I don't get how some people can't do that. It's ridiculous. All right. Um, if there's one thing that you could... Ca uh, so, how old are you now, Alex? You're 23? 23. 23. So, uh, there's one thing that you could tell 18-year-olds about <laughs> you. Yeah, we're going to go kind of cheesy with the with the questions. It's a, it's a common question that a lot of people ask, but it's a good question. If you could tell 18-year-old self you one thing, what would it be? It can be a piece of advice. It can be anything. Uh, um, <sighs> man, I would just say, like, people are going to let you down all the time, and you just have to forgive them, and you have to move on, because it's so hard for me to move on from things. It's you like, feel like you get hung up on things, really? I do. I literally can hold grudges, and I can, like, and I think that's just part of my anxiety, too, is I'll bring up stuff from the past, like, mistakes that people have made in the past, and I'll bring it up, and I'll be like this still affects me yeah and it's okay for it to still affect you but like you have to realize that it's in the past and people make mistakes and yeah. like people make mistakes in relationships and people make mistakes in friendships and you just have to like you know if you address it and you move on from it like you just gotta leave it there yeah. and that's something that i'm working on still but i think that like <laughs> i think and also like to 18 year old me like Hey, your ex-boyfriend is kind of crappy and you should leave him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy's kind of a piece of shit. Like, you should probably get out of that relationship. But yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I, I still feel pretty young and like I'm still learning, so. I feel that with the leave thing in the past. It's very easy to, it's an easy thing to say to not let the past affect you. Because like, like a lot of people like, it's in the past, you can't change it, it happened, like just move on. And like, it's a very easy thing to say. It's much harder to do though. Because I struggle with that too. I don't hold grudges so much, but I get hung up on things and things will yeah. make me kind of depressed and sad for a long time. They really probably shouldn't. And it's really hard to kind of take a step back and be like, 
hey, that happened, it sucked, and that it's shitty that it affected you that way, but it happened and you can't change it, so just fucking get on with it. Like, just move on. And it's a hard thing to, it's harder to do than it is to say, but it is a very big thing that I think some people need to learn because it's like, you can't do anything about it. Like, it just happened, just move on. Mm-hmm. I would probably kind of say the same thing. Like, if I were to talk to 21-year-old me, I'd probably tell 21-year-old me to stop fucking drinking so much. Um, but kind of the same thing, like, just move on just get over it like life is going to be shitty that's part of life you're going to have ups and downs don't let it affect you so much because if you hold on to the past you're going to live in the past and like the one thing that i like really struggled with in like last year i was always like i was always making plans because like i like like i like to make plans i like to do stuff but i was looking for i was getting so much more enjoyment of the build-up to the actual event than the physical event like i got so much more i would always get more excited to wait for the thing than to actually get the thing, which is super bad. Like you should live more in the moment and enjoy things more than you should look forward to them. Cause if you're always looking forward to something, you're like, I wasn't ever happy in the moment. Like I would make plans and I'd be so excited for them to happen. And you're always just like looking for the next best thing and it never like fulfilled you. So yeah. you just keep. I was looking for the next dopamine hit. I was looking yeah. for the next thing to be happy about. And like, I would like make plans and I would be like, fuck yes, I can't wait to do that. And then the thing would come and I would just be like, my, okay. st- right. <laughs> My hopes were too high. This didn't live up to my expectations. Or That's whatever. why you always lower the bar. <laughs> always lower the bar. Have, always always low. have low expectations so you're not disappointed. Yeah. If you have low expectations, you'll exceed them most of the time, too. <laughs> if you just walk into it just expecting nothing to fucking happen, then if something happened, you're like, hey, we got that. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I, like, I still battle with and I still struggle with. Like, I'm getting better at it, but it's just, like, you got to, like, take a step back and just live in the moment and take things at face value a little bit. And it's hard. It fucking sucks. But it's that's what I would tell myself. Like, live in the moment. Don't worry about the past. Yeah. Because if you worry about the past, it's just... You're going to hold on to stuff that you shouldn't. And then it's going to affect you in ways you shouldn't. And it's just going to change you as a person. And it sucks. Like, I have a lot of issues with my childhood. And for a lot of years, I held on to those issues. And I should have just let them go and just moved on. And now that I... Because I didn't let them go, they still affect me to this day. And, like, I look back on it sometimes. I'm like, man, I really wish that I wouldn't have latched on to that event so much. Because it probably... It wouldn't affect me to this day. Yeah, I have a lot of troubles, like, still bringing up stuff from the past where I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw this in your face now. And that's not the right thing to do. Because it's like, if you've already addressed it, like, if someone's made a mistake... Yeah. They've just... They've apologized. Like, you have to just leave that in the past because it's already been addressed. Exactly, yeah. Unless it hasn't been addressed, then feel free. But, yeah. like, if if you guys have already addressed it, like, that's what the problem... Like, that's a lot of the things, you know, with relationships, it's really hard if, you know, someone messes up or someone, you know, breaks your trust or doesn't call you or doesn't... Pr- or promises something and breaks it or, like, you know, doesn't take out the trash or something. Right. <laughs> like, it's... it's you, you just have to, like, if it's already been addressed, you have to just be like, okay, like, people make mistakes, this wasn't intended to hurt me but I just have to like we have to work through it and then leave it there because yeah. you can't just bring it up later to throw it in someone's face because you're mad which I struggle with sometimes but it's okay we're working on it <laughs> one thing that I noticed where I would like speaking on that thing of like getting upset when somebody does something I used to get so upset when people did something and it would be the most mundane random thing like oh, not, I get, I'm the same way like, like not texting back I would get upset when somebody doesn't text me back but in reality I wasn't upset at that person for not texting me back I was upset at somebody else in my past for not texting me back that did me actually wrong like somebody not yeah, texting like project yeah like I'm yeah. taking past 
emotions and traumas and events from past relationships and I'm applying it to this one when in reality that person didn't do anything wrong by not texting me back they're they're just busy but my ex that didn't text me back that say cheated on me it's yeah, like, like everything's I'm, connected like I'm connecting two separate events that don't connect at all like those are two completely opposite like they don't have any correlation you're just finding a reason to be mad about something I know. and like you have to realize that like not everyone's gonna cheat on you nope because it's like, that's how that I struggle with too. I'm like, oh my God, you know, Jack's at a bar. I'm anxious. I'm throwing up. I'm scared. I'm yeah. worried. And it's just like, no, he's just at a bar. Yeah. He, he's not going to hurt you. Yeah, but no. you're projecting because you've felt that way in the past. And it's like, not everyone is the same. And like, it's like, okay, you have someone who loves you. And then you had someone who didn't love you. Yeah. And so you, and there's the difference. And yeah. you just have to like, be okay with letting it go sometimes. And just being, and just honestly, also, another thing, TikTok showed me this, funny, is it's like, you can't worry about things that haven't happened yet. You just have to prepare yourself for if they do happen. Exactly. Like, like you have no control. It's like, it's like just know and trust yourself that if something bad does happen, you have the ability yeah. to handle it yeah. and you're strong enough to deal with it. Yeah. But because it hasn't happened, don't even worry yeah. about it. Just trust in yourself that, that you can handle yeah. it handle whatever bad comes your way yeah. but don't have you don't need to worry about something in, like that it doesn't even exist yeah. and that's what i do with anxiety all the time i think a lot of people get worried or stressed or just overall upset about future situations is they're not upset about the situations they're upset they're worried and stressed about how it's going to affect the their future it's like okay if this happens i'm not necessarily stressed about that happening i'm stressed of how that affects the rest of my life it's like you don't know how that's going to affect the rest of your life. You you might know that that might happen, but you don't know exactly how it's going to play out. There's like a really good story of a like a Chinese farmer where him and his son are living on a ranch and then their horse gets out. And the, the son's like, oh no, the horse got out and then this is terrible. And the father's like, maybe. And then a week later, a bunch of stallions come running down a hill and the son's like, this is great. We have horses. We're going to be rich. And then like the father's like, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and then it just keeps going because it's like, then the whole story, the whole moral of it is you don't know what's next. You don't know how that's going to affect your life. Cause, and then it gets to the point where like, so everything's mm, just a big maybe. Yeah. Okay. The son <laughs> like breaks his leg and then the whole village is like, this is terrible. This is sad. He's going to die. And the father's like, maybe. And then the army shows up and they're like, we're here to take your son to go to war. And he's like, his leg's broken. He's no good to you. And they're like, and then everybody's like, this is great. And it's just like, maybe. And they're like, that's the constant cycle. It's like, this might be great. This might be bad. Oh, I don't, life's just I don't weird. know. I, I don't know. It. Like I got fired from a job a while back and I'm like, this is terrible. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then I went and got another job that I hated because of that. Cause I needed a job cause I was fired. And then I got a second job that I liked a lot more and I made a lot more money. And it's just like, I thought getting fired was the worst. I thought getting that job that I got right after was getting the best. It wasn't. And then I got, went and got a better job. And it's just like everything balances out. Like one bad thing is could lead to a good thing somehow. Well, like, the lesson is that life is a roller coaster. And <laughs> you never know how the fuck it's going to be. You, you never know because you can't, you can't see the future. You only know what happened right now and you just have to keep the ball rolling. It's like, well, that sucked, but we're not dead. So we're just going to keep fucking going because that's our only option. Like you can, unfortunately, like, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, 
uh, it was not my choice to be born, but I have to deal with it. We're here, so we're just going to fucking That's all my mom and my dad, so take it up with them. Well, I have. Like, why did you put me here? Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. (laughs) My, like, like, there's like that. It's all your fault. This is all your fucking fault. Like, I did not ask to be brought in this world. There's like a, like a funny, like, your parents probably said this, like, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Please. And no, like, I'm and like, that's the joke. That's like, hey, can you take me out? Put like, me back in. Put me back but in. But like, can we like, can I get a do over? Is there a restart button here? Because I'm like, I know, like, we're better prepared now. I know how to deal with oh this shit God. now. And it's like, it's a funny saying. It's like, hey, can can you take me back out? Like, is that an actual option, or were you just fucking saying that? Because like, <laughs> if I could get like a six month restart, we'd be chill, dude. We'd be so cool. Yeah. <sighs> Time travel would be fucking. Oh, God. I would hate to. Ha- I'd hate to have time travel. I'd fuck so much up. I I don't think that I would. Oh, I don't have. have I don't have like. I don't trust myself enough because like I like where I'm at in my life right now. Like I have bad times. Everybody has bad times, but like I like where I'm at, and like I think to myself a lot. Like if I could go back and change anything, I'm like I don't know if I really would. I honestly because like well, every. So if you went back and changed something, then it could literally just f with your whole life. Yeah, butter- butterfly. The butterfly effect. effect. Yeah, great movie. We've always great seen those, movie. those movies where it's like, oh, you go back in time and you tweak one thing, and then all of a sudden you're homeless and not married and yeah. you have no kids, where or like something just like yeah, you know, like, one and yeah, and it's it, it's totally true though because like everything does affect everything, but like I don't like. I don't know if I really would. I think I would keep everything the same because I like where I'm at. I like my flow. I like my rhythm. I like my routine. Like, I would keep everything the same. Do you feel the same way? Would you change anything? or? You... I would literally change everything, but that's for another time. <laughs> I literally, literally would, like... I would tweak literally every single minute. I would be like, okay, like, let's fix this. Let's fix that. Let's fix that. Okay, okay, okay. And then it would, I just... And then, it, then life would be completely different. Yeah, but I don't know. Who knows? I just... Honestly, the moral of the story is I just need to get it together, man. Yeah, I feel that. I don't... I say that to myself all the time. I need to get it together. And I don't know if... This sounds fucked up to say. I don't know if I ever will. I think it's me... I think it's me looking at my situation and, like... I don't know if I'll ever achieve the happiness that I want. But I know that I will achieve some sort of happiness. I think that's one standard. I think that's one expectation that I have too high for myself. Is I expect myself to be really really fucking successful and i hope that i am but i have no idea if i will and i think sometimes i get upset with that and it, and but it's just like the ambition that i have like i want to succeed so badly well when life gives you lemons gotta make lemons <laughs> or just throw the lemons at people or, just make or a, cut them up and squeeze them or just make lives. a fucking margarita and I'm have a drink <laughs> um that's yeah, yeah no, that's like one of the things i struggle with the most is just like getting my hopes too high for my own success and my own ambition. And like, I really want to open up a gym. I don't know if I ever will, but that's something that I see in my future going well and me being able to do well. And I'm going to do everything I can to like achieve that. You should open up a gym where everyone is required to work out in jeans. Jorts. <laughs> they, there's a brand that makes athletic jorts. I'm just kidding. That's Planet Fitness. Oh, okay. There's, there's a, there's a brand of gym clothes that makes like spandex jorts. That's they like, they look like jeans and I'm like, I hate it, but I love it. I love the aesthetic of it. I really do. I love, like, that. it's just so fucking funny. It's so, like, 80s to be just, like, working out in George. And I'm like, I've got a great ass. I'm like, I know I would look great in those jorts. I just, I just don't want to, I just don't want to bring jeggings or low-rise jeans back. But oh, God, low-rise jeans. I didn't get that one. They like, need to cover up my gut. Like, like nine-year-old me, you? like, saw low-rise jeans, and I was like, well, why, like, your butt cracks out. Like, why? Well, also, like, your gut is just hanging out, and I have, 
I've been getting like gang weight lately and I'm like okay like this is enough I don't want my gut hanging out of my jeans I need that high-waisted jeans to cover up my stomach and keep it contained <laughs> high-waisted yeah. jeans are like it, it, it <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't I did not get low-res jeans as a kid I was like that one doesn't make any sense to me like I grew up with two older sisters and my parents got divorced when I was young so I was with my mom a lot of the time it's called fashion and I just like I remember like one of my sisters wearing low-res jeans and I was like Huh, those jeans don't fit. I asked my sister, I was like, why are you wearing jeans that don't fit? They're like, She's why like, is half of your waist cut off? Yeah, she was like, no, they fit. And I'm like, but they don't. Your butt crack is showing. And she's like, mm, whatever. <laughs> well, Alex, this has been a lot of fun. I enjoy this a lot. This was a, a different tone that I take. And like I've said in previous podcasts, I'm trying to, I'm changing the tone of this. And I kind of want to talk to a wide assortment of people and talk about anything, but also still keep it fun and light. And I feel like that was, today it was, we talked about some really interesting and important stuff that I think a lot of people want to hear people talk about and want to be talked about too. And so I felt like this was good, but I also had a lot of fun still. So thank cool. you so much. Um, yeah. This has been fun, guys. Thank you. <laughs>